Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to make you the smartest Amazon seller so you know all of your options and that you can uh, succeed in your business, whatever capacity. We have all types of listeners. You know, there's a lot of services in the uh, Amazon industry where, um, you know, there's a lot of competitors and it's kind of hard to choose. Um the guest that I have today comes from a service that I haven't seen yet. And I feel like um, they're offering to uh, people that want to, uh, you know, really build their own products, like uh, second to none. Um, and I haven't seen anything like this. And I, and I actually got to jump and we'll, I'll tell you more about my experience with them. But I've got uh, John DeBlanda from um, Gemba. John, welcome. Scott, thank you very much for having me on. All right. So Gimba, uh, in a nutshell, what you guys do is design products. Um, and you, uh, you know, like, like actually do the design. You know, if you want, someone wants to like sell something and they want it manufactured, you know, you guys will, will think through the steps for, uh, you know, actually going to manufacturing. How, how did I do? Yeah, you did. You did pretty great. We don't only work on designing and engineering projects, but we also have a huge part in it, sourcing the right factory partners within our factory network and doing quality control, helping protect IP. So we have a wide range of services, everything, product innovation and uh, sourcing factories, well, um, I mean, this is like really a cool service for entrepreneurs, for people like that, that, you know, have an idea on our product and they don't know how to like get to manufacturing. And if say they talk to a manufacturer and maybe there's a disconnect from like, well, what your vision is and what they can build. Uh, and um, you have experience with entrepreneurship, um, with your background and like you guys really help people in the uh, the beginning phase. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background and then kind of like how that got wrapped into uh, working with Gamba. Sure. So a little bit about my background is in school at College of Charleston, I went and was on the entrepreneurship program. So I worked for an accelerator that helps startup businesses get their business model created, work with mentors. And we also put on a lot of pitch competitions to help them raise funding. And the last pitch competition I helped put on, the winner of the pitch competition hired me as the first hire. And they were in e-commerce businesses that sold sunglasses that floated in water. And it was a very early stage e-commerce business. I got to wear different, many different hats in the business and help them grow. It was a great experience. I got to learn a lot about the industry. And from there, I went and started, I saw Gemba and it's been great working with them because I've been able to connect with a lot of different types of e-commerce sellers. So um, I, I just wanna, so pitch competitions, um, it almost feels like e-commerce lends itself very well to like a pitch competition. You know, like, hey, we got this product. Here's what's on the market. Here's what we're doing that's a little bit better. And we're just going to go throw it out on, on an e-commerce site. And there we go. Mm -hmm. um, is that fair to say? Did you see a lot when you were there? Yeah, I would say there was a good amount of 
e-commerce sellers at these competitions. Of course, there were uh, tech companies and service providers as well, but majority of the ones that would win the pitch competitions were e-commerce sellers that had their whole scope of work lined out. Yeah, um, I, 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 the, the, the go to market is pretty clear. Um, but uh, I do think, you know, uh, like we were saying, like Gemba is one stage of that. Um, I'll tell my story with Gemba, like so, and like why I really wanted to get you guys on the podcast, tried for a little while and uh, finally connected with John. So uh, I've seen you guys at a few different conferences, but at Prosper, you set up a little, um, Gemba had a little like uh, table inside their booth and they had two product engineers that product designers that would just like sketch out your product. Well, my uh, mother-in-law uh, has been pushing me to like make these like pool floaties. So these pool floaties that are like more decorative than they are functional. So um, we want them to look good. And when we approach the Chinese manufacturer, like, um, you know, it definitely was kind of a weird conversation to like, speak to them creatively and kind of back and forth when like um uh there's definitely a language barrier and then we saw that or like well like the seams don't really feel right and um yeah we still i'm still going through this phase and what was really cool is when i was at prosper and i was just thinking through this problem of uh, manufacturing something for my mother-in-law uh, I had them draw it up and it was kind of cool how they thought about it. So like, these are just like pool floaties. So all of a sudden they're thinking about, okay, like seams, you know, in the plastic and then they drew it in. It's like, okay, here's how we can minimize the number of seams. Here's how we can, um, I achieve this design. And then actually how, it, how it blows up, you have to consider, you know, um, that you have like a, you know, a spot to, to blow it in and, and it has to achieve blow up the entire floaty mm-hmm. so it's really cool to see that whole process and but like it's also just kind of what you guys do that you um take an idea design it design it for ready to manufacture and uh yeah and uh so um i know you guys do quite a bit more yeah. but um i i just don't think of anything that's closer to the entrepreneurship uh process than that yeah yeah and thanks for bringing up prosper as well because that was a great event um there there we got to see a lot of different sellers amazon sellers and a lot of different companies in the space and it was great to have some of the experts in our networks those were industrial designers that were there creating ideation designs for certain products so it was great to see you there. Happy you got to experience that because there's a lot that goes into industrial design that a lot of people don't think about. And to follow back and, and circle back on what you said about Gemba and, and all what we do. So we also do help give an idea if the product you're looking to sell on Amazon is validated. So we have market research where we could look at what the top sellers are, figure out if what sort of pricing pressure it has on that particular market. And if you have any sort of advantage or differentiation with your product and what the top sellers are selling on Amazon. So you could have a competitive advantage. And then 
from there, uh, once you go into design, we have an expert network of network designers, such as industrial designers, mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, soft goods designers, packaging designers, the list goes on. So just like you said, design for manufacturability, we start the conversation with our factory network while we're designing the product, because we know you could do all the designing and you could create a sample, but when you go to actually take it to a manufacturer, it needs to be DFM, like you said, design for manufacturing. So when they get it, they say, okay, we can make this because you don't want to go to a factory and you give them your prototype or designs that aren't DFM. And they say, this isn't what we need. We actually need to change some of this in order to manufacture it. So what, what uh, the DFM that you were saying, like, is there like a, is it like a PDF file that like has a lot of details? What, what would you say like, is like, you know, a DFM deliverable? Sure. One would be a step file. It's a program that engineers and designers use to create 3D CAD models, 2D rendering, bill of materials. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, from there, after we have a tech pack that's DFM ready to go, uh, we have over 2,000 manufacturers in our network in over 12 countries, and we have five satellite offices worldwide. So we not only help you source the right factory partner, but we negotiate on pricing, minimum order quantities, and tooling costs. We also help protect any intellectual property with NDAs and NNNs, and we do on-site quality control and on-site testing while products are in production. Finally, we help with logistics and compliances if needed. Okay. Um, so uh, just from the beginning of what you said, you know, a little bit about uh, validating your product. Um, would this be using, you know, uh, tools like, you know, uh, Helium 10, uh, Jungle Scout, or our tool, Smart Scout, just to like understand uh, the market? Or uh, because um, if you're designing a new product, you may actually be entering in a non existent market. Mm -hmm. um, do you get, do you ever give recommendations being like, there's no market for this. Don't manufacture this. No one's searching for this. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. So I'm actually the partnerships manager here at Gemba. And we, what I do is I work with other companies that we have strategic partnerships with. So let's just say, for example, you come to us with a product and there's not too much to research. We have a partner that can help you validate and do market research with actual people commenting and rating your idea, your pictures, your ideations, uh -huh. et cetera. Um, so yeah, in those cases, you know, sometimes we're, we're very transparent as a company. We'll tell them there is no real reason to do research for this because you won't find much. And we could say, hey, this is also our, our trusted partner who can help give you an idea of, of if you should, if there is any demand for this and if you should invest your time and money into creating a new product. Yeah, I, um, you know, I've got a lot of friends. They, uh, uh, when, you know, you get a bunch of uh, guys in their 20s and 30s together, I'll tell you what's going to happen. At some point, someone's going to talk about like, just like business ideas. You get all sorts of business ideas. And I don't always say this, but like, I think a lot of times there's just not great, you know? Like you're trying to think of like uh, solutions to 
problems no one's really having. We're thinking of solutions that no one's even aware of or thinking of. And mm -hmm. so then you have like a marketing uh, challenge or like it's a marketing risk. You're like, I don't even know. Like say we build the, exactly what we're going for and no one is cares or uh, like no one's going to actually put money to like solve this problem. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, it's cool that you guys are helping out with that first step. Um, then um, what are some uh, complications in then, then like the second phase that we were talking about was like, you know, the manufacturing, like the design for manufacturing. Uh, what are some common um, pitfalls that people have and like realize like, oh, maybe manufacturing is actually a little bit more challenging or communicating this and designing it to be like efficient, you know, uh, as, as heavy or light as it needs to be. Uh, it fits these like criteria. What's some, what are some complications around the designing? It's a, it's a great question. And I'll bring up a topic that I see a lot happen. So for example, you're an Amazon seller, you're successful, you're selling a product that you found off of Alibaba. Majority of Amazon sellers sell products that they find off of Alibaba. The issue with that is you don't have any sort of ownership over the product, the IP. And if you went to a factory with your own idea and said, hey, this is my own idea, can you help me create this? Then they are completely locked in with that factory. They can't go to any other factory because they don't have any of the designs or they don't own any of the IP. Sometimes if you go to a factory with your own idea, they could, what's stopping them from turning around and selling it online and competing with you directly if you ever left. So we've worked with a lot of people that were in those situations and we were able to help them negotiate some sort of exclusivity and then also create the designs so they could go to their own factory with their own NDAs and, and NNNs to protect all their intellectual property. What's an, what's an NNN? I've never heard that. Yeah. So it's a non-compete, non-disclosure, and there's one other <laughs> section that it protects. And NNN is something more for international businesses. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they, for example, we have a, uh, our satellite offices are in China, India, Vietnam, Mexico, Colombia. So we have entities in these countries as well. So we would send our team, our Gemba employees to the, the factories to negotiate contracts and sign these agreements to protect our, our clients' intellectual property. And I guess in these countries, I think a lot of people have this perception that uh, you know, China doesn't respect intellectual rights. Like, you know, they'll copy or do whatever they want to, to make money. And obviously that perception isn't always like, you know, followed. Just if it happens once, it, uh, it, that's just the reputation that they get. Mm -hmm. um, are, what kind of protections do uh, entrepreneurs have when working with overseas? It's a great question. So there's a few things that could go wrong in sourcing new factories. One is people that most sourcing agents, and we're very different from that. We're very transparent. We introduce all of our clients directly to the factories. If you go th straight through Alibaba or use a sourcing agent, most of the time 
you don't exactly know who's making your product. You don't exactly know if you're getting the right prices on things. So ways that we help protect our clients is we go directly to the factory level, talk to the people, the decision makers there, introduce, build a strong relationship. And we know exactly what documents need to be signed, what um, in, way, in what ways to protect trademarks, um, IP, et cetera, and, and, and contracts as well. So, you know, everyone is protected and we're here to build a long-term relationship as well. Okay. Um, good. Yeah. Like I, I've worked with sourcing agents uh, and I get a little nervous as you talk because I'm like, if I were to like poke at, you know, just working with a, a sourcing agent model, there's certainly some weaknesses to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is I actually, I personally think it's better than just uh, reaching out to someone on Alibaba yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, at least you have someone that's like pseudo on your side. Like they, they speak Chinese and, you know, you're paying them just to kind of, um, help out with that relationship negotiate that relationship but um still though um yeah it's uh i i don't actually trust the sourcing agent if the uh manufacturer was to go off and do you know its own thing i don't think i have a lot of flexing muscle Mm -hmm, exactly and there's some sourcing agents that pretend like they're manufacturers you don't always know if you're talking to the factory and sometimes they take a little bit off top uh they, they might add a, a couple cents per unit and they might add a charge to the factory as well and that's what makes Gemba different is we're very transparent and it's very important that you are building a relationship with the the manufacturer that's creating your product because as you grow you you want to grow that relationship with them and feel secure and it's a, it's a great point you brought up. Now, um, tell me, you say you say you guys uh, work with like about 12 countries. Um, are you familiar with any of the nuances between, you know, different countries or some of them more affordable or some of them easier to work with? Um, what, what, what are some of the countries that you guys work with? Yeah, so I would say you know, East, East Asia is, um, they've been the top manufacturers for decades now, you know, they, and other countries have been really stepping up to the plate and, and competing such as India, Mexico, and also Colombia. Even Uh, there's been a lot of demand for manufacturing in South and Central America and India has been a great alternative uh, to East Eastern China and Eastern Asia in general. So if you, if a client comes to us and they're, not too happy with certain situations going on in the world, we could help them diversify their supply chain or either completely move to a different region uh, and look to, you know, increase their overall profit margin and, and um, decrease the amount that they're spending on logistics and um, decrease lead times as well. Um, yeah. sounds like there's, you know, you know, some of those things like it's, it is dependent, like, uh, yeah, supply chain is kind of crazy right now. China has tariffs. Like, who knows how long each of those will like be affecting things? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but nonetheless, what's up? Yeah, and that's a great point too, because you know, for example, a lot of people have um, in in Eastern Asia. There's a lot of it was very expensive to ship products from there. Uh, it was, I think, it was over you know twenty thousand dollars a container at one point. Nowadays, it has come down a lot. And Eastern Asia could be a great option for for a lot of products because they're still very competitive. But there is there is uh, other options as well if if someone prefers to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, um, so where do you see, uh, so Gemba, I think you guys have like 150 employees. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you guys see, see yourself going as a company? Like, and, um, and yeah, what, what, what's your biggest, uh, you know, of the th- various things that we talked about, like, what's like probably where you're like, Hey, we need to like grow and actually improve this process. Yeah, so we're actually working on, so like I said at the beginning, we are a managed marketplace. So we're looking to really make it as open as possible to any client that that does come to us. While right now, most of the time, we, are, we do have more of a white glove service where we help particular clients if they are currently selling online and they want to make a small iteration to a product to stay relevant or they want to create a new brand new product or they want to uh, make a version 2.0 uh, we have a white glove service that will help them each step along the way we are looking to create more of a marketplace to provide our our clients with a lot more options outside of gamba's core offerings um, you know include some of our partner services on there and include some of the experts skills on there so they can just go and and look and if they just need one thing then that's that um but right now majority of of what we do is white glove services to help work as an extension to our clients and mitigate their risk and make sure that they have a successful production because we know that they're investing money so our our goal is to to build that long-term relationship and grow with them yeah um now you get you don't just service Amazon sellers, right? Like I, I have to imagine that like you know some pretty big brands, uh, this would be in their wheelhouse to you know really invest and make sure that like the products they design and develop are like home runs. Um, uh, what if, if I might? What is your guys's like? Uh, you know. When you look at all your type of clients, like how, how do Amazon sellers fit and compare to, to the rest? That's yeah, a great question. So at the moment, I would say majority of our clients are e-commerce sellers that, that do omni-channel, so multiple different sales mm-hmm. channels. And we have a very wide range of clients. So you know, we, we could work with someone, for example, that uh, was in finance for 24 years and has a product idea and wants to invent a product with no experience and has an idea on a napkin sketch. Or we work with well-established e-commerce sellers or big-level enterprise companies. So we have been seeing a lot more um, bigger-size e-commerce sellers coming on to, to Gemba. But we still love working with um, all types of Amazon and e-commerce sellers as well. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, whether you have a napkin sketch or a, um, you know, a, a very uh, 
discipline and formulated idea. Um, you, if you want an engineer to look at it, hmm. I think that is uh, Gemba's most unique offering and really cool is, is like, I, I got to work with a few of them uh, in person. And so, you know, definitely worth a conversation, definitely worth a conversation if you're, uh, you know, in that phase of like a product life cycle. Um, and so you can uh, have the most control. I mean, we, we talked about a few different ways. Well, um, John, um, I, I, I like your, your company. I think you guys have a unique offering and, um, you know, your background working with entrepreneurs and even just hearing pitch competitions. I actually think I wish I spent more time in my college career in that space, but no, I was too busy just, you know, trying to survive programming classes. Um, and not even like particularly fun programming classes. I mean, uh, so uh, don't think that that's that glorious, but John, um, if, if you could, um, I asked you before to leave our audience with a smart hack in either life or business. Do, what, what, what can you share with us? Sure. So I would say consistency is key. You know, you, you say, I'm going to hit these certain goals each day and staying consistent on that and building that routine is, is, uh, the most valuable it sounds small, but it's really valuable on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's my, it's my little life hacking. Sure. You can, you can apply that to a workout schedule, a diet, uh, uh, actually like the podcast. I've, uh, um, I have missed in the last three years, I think I've missed about two weeks. So, and both of the times that I missed it is like either I was getting married or I was, um, uh, I think one time I was buying a business um, or like launching Smart Scout. It was like, you know, just some of my crazy times, but I, I totally agree. Awesome um, a reminder just to stay consistent. Well, um, let's, let's, uh, that, that's, uh, you know, great episode, uh, great, great um, offering. Um, it's uh, Gemba, uh, that's G E M B A H dot com, right, John? Um, mm -hmm. If they have any uh, questions, how can they can uh, how can they reach out to someone or to you? Sure. So we have a link that Scott could provide, and you just go to the link, sign up, and talk to one of our product experts, and we'll make sure to give you all the information you need and help guide you in the right direction to get your product made from idea to shelf. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll wrap it up and hopefully you have, uh, it's 2022 and that your year is a strong selling year. All right. Take care. One, two, three. Yeah.